For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief treating their child with cannabis. This is One Family's Story. Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Stephan. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Stephan. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone's having a great week. And if you're not and you're facing some challenges, just know that you're not alone because we all have our good days and bad days. So like we said um, on the previous episode that we're going to get into dosing. So you got the CBD oil. Um, Now what? What do you do? There's different companies that are online or you might have gotten a recommendation. But we're just going to tell our version of what happened with us. So we did get the oil from from South Carolina. And this this particular company was really supportive in that they gave um, recommendations in terms of dosing by body weight. And it was basically a formula and you do like some little bit of addition and subtraction and you come up with a starting doses. I'm not finding that a lot of companies do that, but there's like a handful of companies that will provide you with a phone service where you can call to get a, some Toby with dosing or they'll provide you with access a Facebook group or some, some type of support group that you can write in questions for dosing ideas or dosing problems. So some companies do do that, which is great. So we were fortunate that the company that we used did that. So then we started off with um, a particular uh, starting point. And then from there, you just monitor you know, how your child's doing. Um, you will look for the mood, the behavior, the seizure frequency, um, the seizure duration. And what I mean by that is that you may have a one woman was had had a child that was having a 15 minute seizures, right? But what the CBD oil did was break it down to three minutes, which is huge. So she, she, the child was still having the same amount of seizures but they were shorter. And I don't know if you ever, whoever witnessed a seizure, one minute feels like one hour. So if you can get it down to three minutes versus 15, that's huge. Some parents report that the seizures were the same, but the child was in a better mood, had better behavior. That's huge. You know, so uh, all these little things you have to monitor once you start your child on the CBD oil. And for some parents, they're okay with not having their child have less seizures, but they're okay with the mood being better. So for us, we saw a decrease in seizures, but there was a, we're going to go into this, there was a lot of ups and downs. So in the beginning, we did see a decrease, and then sometimes the seizures went, came back. So we did go through a lot, a lot of ups and downs. And what you need to do when you first start is that you have to, it's a waiting game. You know, sometimes some kids are not really responsive right away and that can get pretty tricky because 
you know, just like a medication, you, you want to see results right away. And sometimes dosing with CBD, some kids, is rare. Some kids could take up to six months to see some results. CBD, unlike a pharmaceutical medication, it builds up in your fat cells. So it could take a while for the dose to, to build up to see the results. So think about like a, a cup overflowing. So it builds, it builds up and it builds up, it builds up. It doesn't really, a lot of it doesn't flush out in your urine, like for example, like a, maybe a vitamin B6 or a vitamin C, CBD kind of builds up. That being said, sometimes it builds up too much. And what we call this is it being oversaturated, meaning that it's just too much. And we didn't know what that was until we spoke, until we were on the support groups and we were, and parents kept saying that the kids were having more seizures. And the recommendation was to either take the CBD oil away for 24 to 72 hours or lower the dose. That concept, we really didn't understand of Zyrus and I for a while. We didn't get that, like the oversaturation. It took us a couple of years, actually, to get that. But um, that's kind of key, too. And it doesn't happen to every kid. Some kids, depending on how they metabolize the oil, like this will happen too. So it does happen to Aiden. And after time, if you're like Aiden's been taking the CBD for years now, so for, he overfills faster than he did when he first took it, if you get what I'm saying. So with him, what we do, once we see, we kind of um, pinpoint his signs that he's oversaturated. One is that he'll have little, these little small seizures um, and his behavior will change. He'll be a little bit more irritable. So once we see that, what we do is we decrease the dosage by about 20 to 10%. And we leave it there for three days, and then we go back to where we were, just to kind of like cleanse out his receptors a little bit. But that took us uh, quite a bit of time to do that. So it's not this magic bullet. I know you saw, if you watch some documentaries, they'll say, oh, first dose, my child is seizure-free. Yeah, that happens. But um, you typically, that's only like 10% of kids. Most kids will go through this ups and downs when it comes to dosing. But it is so, so worth it to dose with CBD, even with these ups and downs. So Osiris, has been, we've been working as a team and he's been really supportive of this basically merry-go-round we've been going through. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting journey in that um, when dealing with dosing because you get this automatic knee-jerk reaction when you see the seizures coming back and then you start to wonder, well, should we do more or should we stop? You know, are we hurting? Are we helping? You know, you start to second-guess everything you do and it takes time to figure out like we got to stay this path we're going to see these reactions i would have to honestly say i've never done so much research on a particular thing than i have with cbd or my son's epilepsy um understanding you know those things that relate to it that would affect him you know just even just a basic environment sleep water diet you know all those things play a role and uh when Dina had told me, you know, it's building up in his fat. So 
you know, you're thinking, well, do we lower the fat? <laughs> do we increase his fat? You know, what do we do? And the best thing that we did was just stay consistent. Okay. We wrote down things that we noticed. We made sure we had a log. Like we had notebooks everywhere. We tracked everything for almost about a, a year and a half, two years of just tracking his behaviors, tracking his meal intake. In fact, we got his para who's at a school with him daily to start, you know, documenting his behaviors, documenting what he eats, documenting uh, the number of seizures she sees because he's in school for eight hours. And then when he comes home, we want to know what kind of day he had. So we know we can, what we need to do that evening or to see if we need to change anything or if nothing needs to be changed and that we're on the right track. But it's an emotional roller coaster because you will have some good days and then you'll have a hiccup. But knowing that you have something to fall back on, looking at your notes to go back, and that's what we did. We went back to our notes. We're checking, like, okay, this date, he had very little to no seizures. That means we're on track. Let's add or let's take away. And those are things that we did, and that helped a great deal, especially it helped yeah. manage our emotions because a lot of times you, you're just thinking you're to yourself, like, are we doing the right thing? And knowing that we're using a plant, a natural plant, mind you, it's safe in that sense. But again, no CBD, no two CBDs are the same. Because you'll find products, CBDs out there that have like a number of ingredients. For us, we were very steadfast in the idea that we want the least amount of ingredients possible to make sure that we know exactly what he's getting. And if there's any hiccups, we could backtrack. And that's one of the things that we did. We just cross-referenced nodes, days, because I work during the day and that evening I get to see Nina and Aiden. Aiden's probably asleep already, so Nina fills, in, fills me in on his day when he got home from school. So we go over notes and we just start to go over information that we picked up, things that we've read, and basically just really just cross-check each other. And pretty much do um, those fact checking and the fact that hey, our son had a great day. He didn't have a great day, you know those things. And we look at all aspects of his his everyday life, make sure when it comes to the dosing that we're doing it the right way. And again, like Nina stated, it's not a magic bullet, but it does make a difference once you've gotten it down. Once you've gotten the dosaging down, and you understand how it works. Uh, because of the fact that uh, we had some challenging, challenging moments where we were either dosing him five to six times a day. It would be at 6 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. Then again at 6 o'clock at night. Then 11 o'clock while he's asleep, wake him up to a dose. If the seizures were starting to exacerbate, we would give it to him regularly just to see if it would subside, just to get the CD in the system. And sleep is very important for any child that's growing. So that told us we may need to change our dosing patterns. And we wouldn't have known that unless we went through it. And doing that, we learned a great deal. And what worked exactly. and what didn't work. So there, there is going to be some trials and er trial and error to get to that point. But again, to stay consistent, continue to document it, just recording everything that happened helped us a great deal because again, we had a point of reference to go to, to turn to. And also we had, even on our whiteboard, we would write down all the scheduling of dosing. So 
if it changed and we didn't get a chance to communicate, I would see it if I come home. Or Nina would come home and she would see it if there was anything that had changed or things that we need to adjust accordingly. But it's that communication we have that helps us get through the dosaging. Again, the emotions will yeah, play so. because when you see your child, when you see a child shaking, you know, basically going to convulsions, going through a seizure period, you get nervous and you question yourself. But know that you're on the right track. Trying to get to that goal was the thing that we held on to saying, we're doing the right thing. We're going to get better. It's going to get better. And it did. Exactly. You know, there's things that Aiden does now that it just, it's just awesome. It's just, you know, it's just night and day, the things that we can see. Even if he has a seizure, he, his recovery is exceptional. It's just like I've never seen anything like it, um, where he would have one or two seizures. He'll be right back to whatever he's doing. He could be sitting down doing some homework. He'll have a seizure, and he'll be right back to it. Like nothing happened. And uh, we attest that to, you know, us being consistent and, you know, being uh, mindful of everything and putting a, a dosaging plan. Even when as a hiccup, we adjust accordingly and we're prepared to do it. So we gave ourselves a rule of thumb, uh, two days, let the system clear out, restart it again, which is a term that they use, you'll hear it called a reboot. And doing that, a lot of systems flood, you know, clear out whatever excess oils that would build up in the system and then allow him to, you know, basically level off and then we continue where we left off. But it, it's not easy. It's challenging, as I said again, but you learn so much. And that's one of the things I look back at is just like, wow, we've learned so much. We've done so much. But that's the love you have for a child. You'll do anything. And I've said this before. It's like, if you would have told me I was going to be, this is going to be my life 10 years ago, I would have told you you're, you're out of your mind. There's no way this would be my life. But I've learned to embrace it, understand it. And I give the plant, the cannabis plant, the utmost respect in the sense that it's empowered us to where we can have conversations with doctors, where we are sharing information, where they're taking information in from us and how we dose. And they're utilizing that information for patients of their own. In fact, one of our doctors, our neurologist, is actually working with our cannabis doctor, and where she's actually referring some of her patients that she can't help to our cannabis doctor. So it tells you how much and how powerful this plant is and what it does. And without the help of others uh, in this community of cannabis supporters, it's, it's amazing. I mean, just love all around people willing to share information, people willing to share their oils in just providing opportunity for us to help our child. And, and that's what we're doing. And by sharing our story, I, we, we just only hope that we help someone. If we help one person, one child, uh, it's, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. I mean, not to say that we're, it is challenging, but I would like to say Aiden is basically has 90% seizure control. So he used to have a hundred seizures a day of jerks twitching where he couldn't really leave the house. We had to, we took him out. He had to be in the stroller or he couldn't, he didn't really have a good quality of life. Now he does everything. So, you know, if he has four or five, sometimes none, that's his average, which is great from a hundred, you know, so it's worth it. I'm not going to say, we're not going to say that it's all bad. It's worth it. And like Osiris said, even the nurse at school is like, this kid's remarkable. Like, he'll have a quick seizure and go right back. And she was like, I've never seen anything like that. 
and all of the CBD. He wasn't on CBD. The kid has a seizure. They comatose for the next couple of hours. Not him. He could have a seizure, like even a big seizure, and wake up and go to school. And no one would know. So it was really amazing. What I didn't get to say was we had, we did uh, use a cannabis doctor. Shout out Dr. Chin. So after a while with all this running around of the dosing, he did get a cannabis doctor. And then one more thing before we end the episode, I wanted to give a quick resource. It's a website called The Rem of Caring, and they are not for profit. They support cannabis science. They support research. And their website is The Rock, T-H-E-R-O-C dot U-S, T-H-E-R-O-C dot U-S. And you can call them. I have called them. I had discussions with them. They gave me resources and research. If you like to read about CBD research, they're great. You become a member. Everything is free. They'll provide you with dosing tips as well, as well as give you recommendations on CBD companies that they recommend. Very, very good nonprofit organization. So I think that is it for uh, this episode. Osiris, what do you think we should do for the next episode? I have some things in mind. Mm-hmm. I I do as well. I, I think one of the things that, you know, we overlook as parents and when it comes to our child is meals, food. I won't say diet, but I'd say their meal intake and how important it is and how much it helps support the CBD as well as the dosing, okay. the whole aspect and what we do. Okay, sounds good. Definitely share what we do. Okay, so then I think that's what we're going to talk about next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens. And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong. And stay empowered. <laughs>